Trapped within every individual is a natural ability to succeed. But success in its continuity depends on discovery of self and life purpose, usage of resources around, wise planning, and setting priorities. Binga Ademujimi, a certified life coach and NLP master practitioner, is here to expose you to the right principles to discover the gold in you, develop your potential, and display a life of excellence and significance. Welcome to Navigator Lifeguard. Glory be to God. My, my cousin has said a lot of good things about me. I just hope that I measure up this morning. Um, my head is so swollen, I can't even talk. But uh, I know that God will do what he will do. In the name of Jesus. Like he said, he's my first cousin. And we've been, you know, together for a long time. And God has been able to impact him. In fact, I'm surprised at what I see. I'm surprised that, to the glory of God, everyone that is here is able to come here. Let me tell you, you are the ones that are going places. You are the ones that are going places. You know why? Because they said if you keep learning, you keep leading. You stop learning, you stop leading. And anybody who is not learning... Before you know it, you become irrelevant in life. Know this. Everything that you are doing this year, okay, next year, at least 10% of what you are doing becomes irrelevant. Hello, somebody? So can you imagine if for five years you remain at the same spot and you don't develop yourself that means in five years, you become 50% irrelevant. May you not be irrelevant. May you not be irrelevant. In the name of Jesus. So it's my pleasure to be here this morning. I have 45 minutes for the first uh, presentation. And I'm going to start with the scripture. Uh, actually, I won't open the Bible. But I'll just say, describe those scriptures and you'll be with me. The first topic is how to discover your call. Okay? It is possible for you to live in this world and go without discovering your call. Hello? You know it is possible. It is possible for you to come and be an accountant and you are still not fulfilled. Praise the Lord. That would be blocking the PowerPoint, wouldn't it? Hallelujah. Now, discovering your call. I want you to pay attention and make sure you get something from this teaching. This particular teaching I taught to um, a leadership conference last year. And up till now, they're still ordering for the CDs. I don't know what it did, but I think the teaching itself has added grace to it. Praise the Lord. So as I teach it, although I don't have enough time, but I'll make sure that I explain on the points that I want you to get. And I'll call your attention to those things. Discovering your call. Everyone that God has created, God has a purpose for them. How many of you know that God does not have time to waste? 
is a busy God. So it is impossible for God to create you. Okay? And not have a purpose for you. But many times people come to this world and they die. See, the worst thing that can happen to you is not to die. The worst thing that can happen to you is to die and not fulfill the purpose of God. For why you have come into the world. That means, even though God had a purpose for you, you have lived a wasted life. Am I talking? So, you have a purpose to fulfill. And in the first slide, I say every life is a life with a call. But every life does not discover her call. You understand that? And the second statement says, God has designed everyone to fulfill a purpose. But not everyone discovers their purpose, talk less of fulfilling their purpose. The only person that will fulfill a purpose is somebody that has discovered their call. Look at this microphone. Pay attention to me here. This microphone is not living, is it? But do you know that this microphone has a purpose? The purpose of this microphone is to echo my voice, project my voice, right? Even though it doesn't have life, but it has a purpose. The moment I start writing with the microphone, what happens? Two things will happen. Number one, the microphone would have lost its purpose. Okay? Number two, because I'm abusing the microphone, I would destroy the microphone in the process of using it to do something else. Do you know that that's the way it is with some of us? Because we do not discover our purpose, number one, we miss our purpose. Okay? Number two, we destroy ourselves trying to fulfill other man's purpose. You have your own purpose. Okay? My second statement is, if you are going from this place, okay, to that place, it's a direct road, right? So, if you're starting from this point, just like everybody was born on one day, right? And you start taking your steps. That's where I'm heading to. The moment I decide to go this angle, what happens? Huh? You miss, you miss your point. You miss where you are going. So, it is possible for us to start from one point. Okay? And maybe when you get, okay, that's where you're supposed to go. Listen to me, I'm very practical when I teach. And I start moving in this direction. I take one step, two steps. That's where I'm supposed to be. And when I get to this point, I'm like, am I not running enough? Then I increase my speed. Is it going to take me to that point? What happens? By the time I'm running, not only am I missing where I'm supposed to be going, I'm moving further away from it. And you know what happens? Besides missing that point, you get into a place of destruction earlier. That is why some people die even before their time. Because God has a purpose that he has created you to accomplish. Okay? But God is looking at you like, okay, he will find out. He will soon find out. He will soon find out. He will get the direction. He will get the mark. Okay? And you refuse to. And when God sees that there is no hope for you to get there, he takes you home early because you have missed the man. But even at 70 years old, I know all of us will live up to 70. If you discover your purpose, God can still increase your life so that you can 
you can make miss that. I mean, you can make that mark. Does it make sense? I just use those scenarios so that you will understand what a call is. If you miss your call, you are heading for destruction, and most people die early, even before their time. Praise the Lord. So, the next slide. I have about 14 slides there. Now, I want you to know, in discovering your call, there are two parts. There is a part of prayer. Okay. And there is a part that you just have to know intelligently. Now, my teaching is supposed to give you four things today. Number one is supposed to give you information, which is knowledge. Number two is supposed to teach you how you can discover your call, which is hands-on. Number three, I'm here to change your thinking. And number four, I'm here to change your attitude about things. Praise the Lord. So, I want you to know that there is a place for prayer. But let me tell you, if you pray until thy kingdom come, okay, and you are supposed to read for an exam and you don't read, you will still fail. If you lay your hands on anything to do and you pray, thank God for prayers. If you don't strategize, because he's able, the Bible says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you ask, or, or, so there's a thinking before he's able to do it. So there's a place for prayer. And there's a place for thinking. There's a place for strategizing. There's a place for taking one block after the other. Everyone here has a gift. After you have discovered your gift, you must know how you can best market your gift. The reason you are here today is when you, if and when you discover your gift, if you need some education, you add it on top. What happens? It makes you a better person. And that's why I said learning is a com continuous process. The world is not static. The world keeps rotating. So every one of us must keep moving. The reason why you, you have to get the necessary tools that you need, even for your call, is because uh, there, there is going to come a time that you will have opportunity. Somebody say opportunity. Do you know that so many times when opportunities come our way, they can, they can say they're not going to give you because you are not trained for it. So get as much training as you can, particularly after you have discovered your call. Hallelujah, somebody. So there's a path for prayer and there's a path for creation. Next slide. Now, if you discover your call, the, the, what will happen, what will be very obvious is you'll be motivated. Okay? Because I know my call. See, when I teach, I'm motivated when I teach. When I see people's lives getting better, I'm motivated. If you write a check for one million for me today, it does not do me any good. If my teaching has not affected you positively, then my time is a waste here. It is impossible for me to talk and sweat the way I'm sweating. And you just go and go as if nothing has happened. And let me tell you, whatever I teach you today and you learn, the faster you implement those things, the more possible it is. Because the further you delay it, 
you know, the easier it is for you to forget about it. It will just be like any other teaching that you come and learn and you just go. So whatever you are going to do, you must make up your mind. You are going to be motivated to do it. By the time I finish talking, you start analyzing yourself and see yourself in a different light. So you know, you may know what you need to make yourself a better person. So if you have discovered your core, you will be motivated. You know what your priorities are. Okay? If you are, let's say, if God, according to what I will say, if you see yourself as a prophet, let's just use this church for an example. There is no need in trying to be a pastor. Because you know your priority is a prophet. Because you have been built and called to be a prophet. I'm using that as an example. Because even in the business world, somebody that does not have to, that, that God has not built to buy and sell, does not have the priority of buying and selling. Does it make sense? So you will know your priorities. Number three, you will know exactly what to do. If you have been built for buying and selling, you don't have any business trying to train as a pastor. So you know exactly what to develop yourself in. Am I communicating? I'm trying to see if I can make it as simple as possible. Then you can evaluate, this is how far I've gone. Okay? Then you can do a marketing plan. Because let me tell you, every time you open your mouth, you define yourself. As I'm teaching now, in some of the words that I'm going to speak, you will know that this person is a teacher. Okay? If, you miss, if, if an architect is preaching, architectural terms will always come out of their mouth. Am I communicating? So, you have to have a strategy to market yourself. Because even if you are loaded with the calls, and you discover the call, and you develop the call, and you don't market the call, you still have a shortfall. Does it make sense? Praise the Lord. Next slide. Now, for you to understand, the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.4, before you are formed, 1.5, before you are formed in your mother's womb, I knew thee. I set you apart and have called you to be a prophet unto the nations. So, before Jeremiah was formed, God knew him. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. God had plans for you. God knew where you are going. Praise the Lord. Ephesians, I mean, I'm 127. It says, you know, children are the heritage, listen, of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is just the reward of God's heritage. That means everyone belongs to God, regardless of who your parent is. Children are the heritage. That means they are, you know, they belong to God. When man and woman come and meet and have children, it's just a reward of what God has finished since creation. Then Ephesians 2 says that, you know, we are built onto good works that God started before the beginning. If nothing affirms to you that you have a purpose, those three scriptures will tell you that everyone has been constructed by God to fulfill a unique purpose. Okay, and like DNA and thumbprints, how many people know thumbprints are different? We have over, you know, how many billions in the world now? 24 billion, 6.4 billion, and no two thumbprints are the same. That is God for you, and that is the way 
a call is. Everybody has a call. But you'll be wondering, okay, how many calls are there in the world? I mean, as you fit into somebody's position, it is impossible. You know why? Because as simple as the parents that you have, they have different backgrounds. Okay? No two parents here are the same. Even, uh, I'm sorry. Just cut it off. No two parents are the same. Even the ones that are born of the same mother, the parents will probably like one better than the other. They just won't tell you. They always, parents do have favorites. True or false? So, based on the way they feel about you is based on the input they will have in your life. So, even if you are two people from the same parents, you still have different parents because their perception of you is different. Praise the Lord. Next slide. Now, I don't know if those of you there, I just want to explain how you have, you know, I was talking about God has created you from mother's womb. He knew you and he has set you apart for something. There are five balls there. Okay? When, when you are conceived, okay, at two months after conception, how many people are medical doctors here? I'm not a medical doctor, but, you know, the little knowledge that I have, I've been able to put it together. You start exhibiting neurons, right? Neurons are just some microchips that you produce, and you produce millions of those, okay? Then the conception starts taking place. And all the neurons now start forming. Some of them will connect. And some of them will not connect. Okay? When they start connecting, the ones that are connected are the ones they call synapses. Okay? Now, those synapses, you know, those things start connecting. And whatever is connected becomes a strength for you. Okay? It becomes a talent. Don't let me jump to strength. Whatever is not connected... Is not a talent for you. So there is nobody that has it all, that can do everything. If you see anybody that says he's a pastor, he's a prophet, he's an evangelist, he's a teacher, he's a, you need to look at that person twice and say, can you be everything? Only Jesus Christ performed everything and performed it creditably. Praise the Lord. So there will be some things that will not form in you. I don't care what you do. So the ones that are connected are those things that become talent. And once you are birthed, okay, those things start developing until, for some people, you pick at 16. See, basically, minimum of 16, some people are formed. And whatever is your strength at 16 is your strength. Whatever is not your strength at 16 can never be your strength. So... Don't make a mistake of trying to do what you don't have a gift to do. You'll be wasting your time. Because it's going to take more of your time. But whatever an energy, whatever is your gift, is the area that you need to develop yourself. Because there you learn faster. There you make innovations. Are you with me? So you can only be the best at your talent or your gift. You can never be the best at your weaknesses. You can be better if you do... Okay, me, I worked in the bank for so many years, right? Because I did banking and I practiced banking for some time, I became good at it. It is possible for you to be good at something, 
and for it not to be your strength. The difference between what you are good at and what you have passion or what is your strength is that you have a unique ability for that thing. When they wake you up in the sleep, you perform. You don't have to think, you perform. If you call me to come and talk, like, you know, he didn't plan everything he was saying here. That's how you know the person that has a gift. He said, when you finish a PowerPoint, let me know. And he kept talking. And he was flowing. There's always something to say. So you know that's his passion. He doesn't need it to be told. But the moment when you have to sit down, you know, and they tell you to do something, and you have to go and sit down and prepare, it is not your gift. You may be good at it, but it's not your gift. But whatever is your gift, once they wake you up without thinking, you can never be caught hanging. Does it make sense? Praise the Lord. So before, no, I'm not, I'm not through with that. Now, once you have now discovered your gift, you market it to make it a strength for you. How do you market stuff? You market stuff when you say, when you do it, when it is convenient and when it is not convenient. As you see me, if I have an opportunity to discuss with you one-on-one, -on -one, okay, you always learn from me without even thinking. You understand? And I do it because by the time I'm doing it, I'm marketing myself. I may not want anything from you, but once somebody talks about, oh, I want to do this, what happens? People think about you. When people start thinking about you when it comes to whatever you do, then it has become a strength for you. There was, um, like I said, this particular PowerPoint, I developed it for a leadership conference last year. And how it came about was that they've been having the conference for years. This is the female uh, leadership retreat for Redeem, North America, every one of them. And they were complaining that we've been doing this for so many years. We've been going back the same. We have not really gained anything. And somebody who has heard me one time said, I know somebody I will give to you, and you will never regret it. You understand? It has become a strength. And that person said, let me call him and see if he has an opening for that date. And they called me. Unfortunately, I had an opening. And I gave them a commitment that I will be there. And when I taught this, everybody was like, eh, 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 eh. You know that kind of a thing. So it makes a whole lot of difference. It has become a strength for me. That's why when people talk about leadership, they will talk about me. If you get into Atlanta tomorrow, to the glory of God, and you ask for leadership experts, before they mention three names, they will mention my name. And I'm not even American. That is your gift making a way for you. Praise the Lord. So when they say a man's gift makes a way for him, when it becomes your strength, that means your gift is making way for you. Do you know that in, even in leadership teaching, I don't have to prepare because I prepare every day. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. So I just want you to know that because I've been able, and I, let me confess to you, people of God, I did not discover my call until 2004. Hey. Hey. 2004, I was like 40, 47, 48. Uh, I don't even know. You can add the, the figures together. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, now I enjoy what I do. I don't do it for money. I do it because when I see the faces of people light up, I get gratification from it. And I, what I've told you, I will say anywhere. Even the female leadership conference last year, I said, 
If you give me a hundred thousand dollars, it doesn't make a difference. I will spend it. But if by reason of the teaching of today, your you I mean a word just catches you and your life becomes better, you will never forget me. And that is more than money. Praise the Lord. Next slide. Now, now listen to this. This is the technical part of it. Everyone that is here, you have been constructed with 33 components. I do, I, when, maybe when I study more, I will see more. Because there was a time I had just only 12. Then I started developing until I was able to develop 33. But those 33 components are divided into three major things that make you up as a person. Number one, your natural abilities. Number two, your acquired skills. And number three, the gifts that you have. Okay? The natural abilities you can't do anything about because God finished the work at creation. Okay, the fact that you are a man, sir, did you make, have a choice? You didn't have a choice. You just came as a man, right? So that's why it's a natural ability. Ma'am, the fact that you are a woman, did you choose to be a woman? That's why it's a natural ability, ability because it's God-given. And you, sir, you are a man, right? You probably don't talk much. Woman, you talk. That's a major difference. If both of you are functioning any, in any organization, okay, you don't talk a lot, and you talk a lot. That's a major difference that you have. But that's a major component that makes people up. And that's a major friction. The only reason that we find it very difficult to, to make a mark anywhere is because of the differences that we have. And when we understand the differences, we are able to relate with each other better. Am I communicating? So, the way you will address things will not be the same way she will address things. And you don't have a choice. God made you that way. That's why it's a natural talent. That, that's just a brief synopsis of one of the talents. Now, if you go to motivation, some people are motivated internally. Some people are motivated externally. You must know who you are. Okay? If you are motivated internally, okay, you don't say a whole lot of things. You process so many things. If you are motivated externally, you call it as it is. And when you deal with people, they are not being wicked when they are not talking. They are just not that person. You understand? You have to understand those things. And there are some people, let me, before, I mean, so when I talk about motivation, you can either be positively motivated or negatively motivated too. If I tell you, if I say there's a million naira at the doorstep there, some people will run out. But do you know some people won't? People who are positively motivated will run out because they want to grab every, every opportunity that comes. But you see, people will not run out. You know what is going to make them run out? If you tell them that they are going to lose something, then you will get their attention. And you must have an understanding of people like that before you can relate with them. If you are leading anybody, you are the head of an organization, head of a church, you must know if the person you are relating with is positively motivated or negatively motivated. For somebody that is negatively motivated, I don't care how much you promise you give them, they will still do it their own way. 
But if they are going to lose something, you know there are some old women. If you say, Mama, like those of us that have old people, if you need something, call me. Or let me do it this way. If you, if you give them money all the time, it won't really make any difference to them. You understand what I'm saying? They probably won't spend it. But if you tell them that if they don't spend it, they will lose it. Then they will start spending it. You understand what I'm saying? So I want you to see the dynamics of the things we don't have a choice about that makes us different. That is why we look at every issue differently. And those are the things that cause friction. And if you are leading any organization, you need to know the core, your own core. Because for me to understand you, I have to understand myself. I have to know what my calling is so that I can know what makes me up as a person, what makes me think the way I think, what makes me do the things I do, what makes me say the same things I say. Does it make sense? Praise the Lord. So, just to explain, let somebody give me 100 naira, 50 naira, and 20 naira. And I need two people to come out, to volunteer to come out. I'm up to metaprogramming now. Okay. 20 naira. Okay. All right. I need two people to come out. All right. Ma'am, what do you see? Hold, hold your thoughts. Don't, don't say it yet. What do you see? Hold it. Two things. What do you see? Hold it. Two things. Okay? Holding this, you know, at your face, whatever you see. Now, you have made up your mind what you have seen. You have made up your mind. Okay, what do you see? Uh, praise the Lord. What do you see? Um, money and color. Good. What do you see? I'm already thinking of what's mine. With it? Yes. Okay, what else? Um, money. You see money? Yes. Yes, what else? Okay. Somebody else. I need somebody else to come out. No. Hold, hold on. You see money, right? And you see color. And you see money and your needs. Who else? Okay, come out. Come out. Come out. Good. Now, who has the money? It's your money, right? Okay. Stand there. You know that I'm holding the same I'm holding the same three elements in my hand, right? Okay? She saw money and color. She's already thinking of what to buy with it. <laughs> and she saw the purchasing power that they are of different value. Do you know that that's the way they all see life? Anything you see in look at in life, okay? Because God, has, remember we are talking about natural ability. What God has, you know, put in you that you don't even know why you do it. You don't know why you have seen this to be money and color, right? And you didn't even see different color, right? You just saw colors and money. You're already thinking of how to dissect it. And you see the differences. With everything they see in life, she sees sameness in everything. Okay? With her, she doesn't care what it is as long as it serves the purpose that it's supposed to do. And she sees differences in things. That's the way she looks at everything about her life. 
And that is why we all need each other to coexist. Because, see, when, if, when she sees sameness, right? She sees differences. Okay? If, because of your calling, all you see is sameness, you need somebody who sees differences in your life. Because when you are seeing things with the same value, it may not necessarily be the same thing. You see what I'm saying? So you must know what your calling is, develop what your calling is, and whatever you don't have, you look for people who have it to support you. So you are able to get the best of both worlds. Even as husband and wife, that's the way we see things. The husband may see differences, the wife may see sameness, and they live in the same room. How long, you can go and be seated, God bless you. How long can you continue to sit differently and still remain as husband and wife? How long can you continue to sit differently and remain people at the same job and not have friction? I'm talking about understanding yourself so that you can understand other people. Praise the Lord. See, when you understand yourself, the person that is not like you is supposed to be an added advantage to you and not your enemy. Praise the Lord. So that's metaprogramming. How about culture? How about culture? See, what was... Yeah, everybody that is not like you is not your enemy. They are supposed to compliment you so that you can have the best of both worlds. Now, cultural, I won't, I won't go into cultural. You all know what cultural is. Generational. There are some things that are natural. Let me give you, and this, um, when I talk about generational, don't, I don't want you to see anything that I talk about as being negative. Because when, when I talk generational, some people are thinking generational causes. No. But you can use everything to your advantage. If I came, let me, I come from a polygamous family. Okay? So, it is generational that when I see women, if I'm not conscious of it, I can easily fall into polygamy. Because when you are being married, if you are going to be married to me as a wife, you must know that if I'm from a polygamous setting, it is easy for me to get into polygamy. Okay? But it's part of me. But you see, in leadership, that's one thing. This, this is another teaching for a, a different day. To know that as a leader, you must know the issues that you have. Because the issues you don't take care of will take care of you. I am conscious that I'm from a polygamous family. Without thinking, I can walk into adultery. But as a leader, to remain as a leader is an issue that I have, and I must always deal with it. Whenever I wake up every morning, you know, I think of it, and I pray against it, okay? And a deliberate thing that I do is um, I stay very close to my wife, so I don't ha even have the opportunity. As I'm here now, I've been here for about seven weeks. I miss my wife to hell. I mean to heaven, not to hell. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? Because I've developed such a closeness with her that 
it's almost difficult for me to see any other person. You understand what I'm saying? I make a conscious effort to be close to her because I know that's the issue. And every leader has an issue. If you say you don't have an issue, you are lying. So you must know that you must know personally that I'm from this kind of family and it's an issue that I have to take it out. I didn't choose for my father to be a polygamist. That is why it's a natural thing. But you see, it is possible for you to have a weakness. And if you discern things negatively and say, because this has happened, I can never make it happen. Okay, like, my father is a polygamist now. If I'm a person that processes things negatively, I'll say, because he's a polygamist, I process it negatively, and I have a reason to go into it. You understand what I'm saying? So in everything, you have to make sure that you know who you are, the talents that you are gifted with or not gifted with, so that you can manage yourself to be a better person. That's all I'm saying. Praise the Lord. How much time do I have left? Now, those, those things you don't have any choice about, natural talent. The acquire skills are things that you acquire along the way and it could be the kind of culture that you find yourself let me tell you if you go to an all boys school your thinking will be different from going to an all girls school if you are, if you go to a mixed school okay you know how to relate you may know how to relate better with women okay than somebody who went, went to a single school these ones are acquired skills you know you just walk into it the type of school you went to Okay, like me being from the U.S. now, because it's not my culture. My culture, the main culture, is Nigerian culture. But I find myself in the subculture of America, where they treat women very nicely. Open door for women. You understand what I'm saying? It's a subculture. So if I open, if I if I work with you in a place now, and you see me opening doors for women, you must know why I'm doing it. Because if you don't understand it, you might say, ah, this one, uh, woman rapper. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that you must understand everything that makes you up as a person. So, I mean, if you understand, you know exactly what your calling can be. And I'm going to wrap this up somehow. Then, of course, theological belief. We're all Christians here, right? Is there anybody that's not a Christian? We are Christians. Okay. We have people that are not, that are Muslims. Do we have pagans here? People who don't believe in any kind of God. Glory be to God. Now, if we are talking about Christian or Muslim, that's a major difference. But one thing I want to tell you is that even as Christians, our beliefs are different. Let me give you a good example. When you talk about a charismatic and a Pentecostal, so many of you think those are the same, right? How many people think they are the same? They are not the same. Okay. And it's a major difference that we have, even though we call ourselves Christians. A charismatic is somebody who believes, works in the spirit all of the time. Okay? They want something, they don't have to go and pray for it. Because they believe they are led by the Spirit all the time. But a Pentecostal is not. 
A Pentecostal person believes that for everything they are going to get, they have to pray specially for it. And I tell you, if you them, you have to understand them, or you have to understand yourself, okay, that I'm like me, I'm a charismatic. I don't pray specially for anything. My regular morning prayer is enough, and I believe everything I do during the day is directed by the Holy Spirit. But if I relate with somebody, okay, that has to pray over everything, if I don't understand myself, it's easy for me to get that person confused. But for me to be able to accomplish my call, I know who I am. I still need that person that will pray concerning everything. I'm talking about understanding your call. You must know who you are before you know where you are going. Praise the Lord. Now, let me just, um, well, listening skill is another. Some people are just good listeners. If you are a good listener, okay, you are better off having a, you can be a pastor. Because pastors must be good listeners. But if you are impatient, some people are just not natural listeners. They get so uncomfortable when the talk becomes too much. Are you with me? Even though I pastored a church, I knew I wasn't called to be a pastor. Because even you can know this, when your wife talks and you become so uncomfortable, you know, after a long time, you can't be a pastor. So I knew I wasn't called to be a pastor because I don't have the patience of listening for too long. My wife is the person that will come, even though I manage it at home very well. Because over time, I learn to listen to her so that I can have a good home. But not because I like it. But I cannot listen to her all day and go to church and listen to other people. I know I wasn't called a pastor. You understand what I'm saying? See, understanding, discovering your call. These are feelers that will make you know what is my call. With everything that I have for me and against me, what can I do the best? They will be pointers to what your call is. Am I communicating? Teaching brings everything that is positive about me out. Number one, I like to talk. When you teach, you talk. Number two, I don't, I don't can't stay long, you know, listening to people. And if you notice teachers, okay, they only listen to themselves. They don't listen to other people. And as a teacher, I know that's another issue that I have. You understand? Apart from being a polygamous family, I'm talking about understanding yourself so that you can discover your call. You understand what I'm saying? If you are, there's a course that I teach, how to deal with difficult people. Everybody here is a difficult person. Because for every gift that you have, there is an extended weakness attached to it. So if you say you don't have it, you are only lying to yourself. You will never discover your call. But because I have known that I'm a teacher, and I know that in the area of listening, I'm a difficult person. So I consciously sometimes just call myself, today you need to listen. I know you don't have a call to listen, but you need to listen. Because until you accommodate other people's weakness, they won't be able to accommodate your own weakness. Like I've always said, everybody is a package of good and bad. You cannot take the good and leave the bad. You have to take both. Am I talking? So, I mean, I can talk a whole lot. Then, gifting. That one is simple because there are only seven gifts. Secularly, 
scripturally, there are only seven gifts in whatever dimension you look at it. And if I would tell you, um, there are some people who are, if you want to look at it from the Christian point of view, some people are prophets. In the secular world, prophets are the people we call natural leaders. And you know the link that they have? A prophet, after having heard from God, doesn't care about people. Am I communicating? So a prophet is not a people person. A prophet is like, thus says the Lord, nothing else man says matters. So they are not sensitive about human beings. But it's not, it's not as if they are being wicked. It's just because that's their call. And that is the same thing with people who are natural leaders. They are leaders because they are leaders. They don't care what people say. So as it is in the secular world, it is in the spiritual world. Am I communicating? So you have to understand which one is yours. If you are somebody who likes to have your way, you like to invade people's space and don't look at it negatively. It's just who, who you are. Okay? And you can't change, can change it, but you can manage it. Because if you know what your call is, you know how to manage it in a way to be a better person. If you look at Proverbs chapter 30, verses 11 to 14, one man, Ago, was talking to God and said, God, I want to be perfect. I don't want to be there or to here. I just want to be a perfect person. But guess what? Nobody is perfect. Only God is perfect. Those four temperaments are there. Praise the Lord. It looks like my time is fast spent. I have five minutes. Okay. Praise the Lord. So, a prophet, that's the way a prophet thinks. And you see, whatever your gift is, is the way you see everything. Okay? Now, when if a, a small child comes into this place and splatter oil on the wall, you know how a prophet will react. You this child, you need a laying of hands. They come very strongly. And you know what? The way a pastor will say, oh, it's not so bad. We can clean it and all that. You know, the way, that is the way they react to everything. Who we are makes us relate the way we relate with people. You must understand which one is yours. If you see somebody that is an administrator, okay, they are very prim, they are very proper. If you have an administrator as an accountant, listen to what I'm saying. If you have somebody that's a natural administrator as an accountant in your office, if you spend money and you don't bring receipt, they will fight with you. Are you with me? If you are that kind of person, you are not a bad person. You can't see them as a bad person. Because that's who they are. That's why they behave the way they behave. And until you understand yourself, regardless of what people say about you, don't see yourself as being bad. That's who God has made you. The only thing is that you can make it better when you understand who you are. So you can get the best out of your call. Am I communicating? So that's the way it is. Then there are some people in the seven gifts that are just massive showers. They are so compassionate, too compassionate for a liking. They are the people, even in uh, Yoruba culture, that will cry when somebody dies. You know, like they'll come to your um, burial ceremony. They will eat eba. Woo! 
and they will still cry. And after they have cried, they will seek some vanta and then still cry. Mass insurers. We all need them. But you know the unfortunate thing? We relate with people who show mercy more than people who come hard on us that, no, don't get down. Get up and, you know, a prophet will say, get up and be insensitive. But a mass insurer will, try, will cry with you and not tell you what else to do. You understand? So I'm letting you see that every call is important. Whoever you are, whatever you discover yourself to be, you are important. God has created you for that unique purpose. Praise the Lord. I've taken time to explain this because this is the most technical part of the teaching. You must know what your natural abilities are. Some of them are evident. When you are a female, you know you are a female. Okay? If you are somebody that is motivated positively, you have to know there are some things that you will do and will make you excel because you are positively motivated. Am I communicating? Somebody who does not like to deal with people, there's no point for him marketing product. Somebody who does not like to deal with people, there's no point for him being an usher because when you are an usher, you relate with people. The only people that are good for ushering are people who can smile, people who are friendly, people who can be helpful. Am I communicating? And people of God, don't make yourself too spiritual to miss your calling. Sometimes we Christians becomes, we become too spiritual for our own good. Because whatever you see in the spiritual is what you are in the secular. There's no difference. It's just an extension. See, when you become you know, spiritual, either Christian or Muslim, whatever you are, it's when you become too spiritual for your own good, it blinds you from what you are supposed to do secularly. So let us always know that whatever operates in the physical is the same thing that is happening in the spiritual. Praise the Lord. Next slide. Now, of all the, let's go back two spaces. Let me explain this. Now, no, the next one. The next one did not talk about temperament. It's because the temperament has a bearing on everything that you are. When you go to school, your temperament determines on how you study. Okay? Whatever you do, temperament is very major. So I just wanted to choose that temperament and just use it to explain everything that I've said. So go to the next slide now. Now, there are four types of temperament. I know some of you may have studied it. But you have this. You have the choleric, you have the phlegmatic, you have the melancholy. Because this will be good for the second lecture. That's why I want to explain it. Now, sanguine people are people who love to connect with people. Friendly, they can talk, you know, that kind of a thing. The melancholic people, I mean, the choleric people are people who are leaders, you know, by nature. And they are insensitive about people. They just want things done. Okay? You have the phlegmatic people who are naturally peaceful, and you have the melancholy, uh, the melancholy people who are perfect people. People who organize themselves. If you, are, if you are relating with a boss that is melancholic, you don't go to work late. You must understand all those things now. And of course, how they relate. You know, when you take the top of, when you take a sanguine, you are probably a sanguine choleric or sanguine phlegmatic. I won't go through all that. So you know how it works. But you know that you can identify them physically. If you see somebody that's talking and always doing this, it's a sign of a choleric. 
if you see people. And when they are mad, they beat on stuff. You don't need any introduction. That's a correct person. Okay? Then, if you see people who just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and they can be friends with an ant on the street, and they see a flower, and say, oh, you this flower. You look so good. That's a sanguine person. They don't need no introduction. Am I communicating? And if you see people, you make them mad, they just keep quiet, they don't say anything, you know that's phlegmatic. Even in little children, you know. There are some children, you put them in one spot. And they are there for the next two hours. You know those are phlegmatic people. So in understanding their core, you know what they can do and be successful in life. Am I communicating? A child that can talk and talk and talk and talk and, and ask you, Mommy, look at me. How do I look? You know that person is not going to be an accountant. That person is probably going to be a lawyer or, you know, something that communicates with people. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to understand which, which one you are to be able to know what best suits your profession. So, I mean, those are very important because when we go to how to build a strong team, it becomes very relevant in your building a strong team. So since you all know that, don't let me spend time on that. Because on this alone, I can teach for one hour or more. Praise the Lord. Let's go. And now, you have to be able to, all those things that I've said, they are dynamics that you have to be able to know about yourself. Okay. And I put some three things here when I taught it last year. If you are a choleric, you know you are a natural leader. You know you are not a people person. You know that you are uh, you invade people's space. Okay? You know that you are the only one who wants to be heard. You don't want to hear anybody else talk. You know, so you know yourself. Now I made differences here because I was talking to Americans. Okay? But if you are a colored person that's an American and you are a female, it's different from if you are a colored person, you are an American and you are a male. Because male, females here, let's say you are Coric and you are Nigerian and you are a female. Even though you are a Coric, you like to be in control, the nature of being a Nigerian woman is still there that you want to honor your woman. But with an American, if you are a Coric and you are American and you are a female, it doesn't make a difference. A female can be the boss in the house. So that's why I said you must understand. Those 33 things, I only took three out of this. You must understand which one you are in all of those 33 so that you can know what makes you up as a person. Does it make sense? Yes. So I just treated some dynamics. I know my time is up. Uh, let's see the next slide. It's another dynamic. I change one person and you are street smart. It's different from you are a singing person and you are an educated person. The way you will handle things will be different. Praise the Lord. Now, um, you understand the dynamics. Next slide. Choleric or phlegmatic. And you are a good listener or a poor listener. All those dynamics you must understand. Let's say you are a phlegmatic. You are a peaceful person. Okay? And you are a good listener. You are good for a pastor. Okay? You are good for, at any job, you are good for listening to people. And you are a female too, because female naturally, you know, they like to listen to people. So if you are a phlegmatic person, a good listener, and a female, 
you, you can easily do a pastor because all those three are good for you. So you know what your call is. So it's important for you to know what you are called to do in life when you understand all those dynamics. Praise the Lord. So I want to just use a... Thank God I have these 10 minutes. If you have any quick question. Any quick question. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, um, it has to do with children. Okay. If you have children, you know, choleric children, sometimes they are too direct. How do you handle them? Do you shut them up when they... Praise the Lord. I'm happy. I'm happy you ask. And that's why it's good for, to allow people to ask questions. Because there are some important things that I may not touch upon that questions will bring out. You know, children that are bullies in school, they are bullies because of their parents. You know why? Because naturally, they are people with energy. They are natural leaders. Okay? Children that are aggressive like that. When you keep them down in the home, you know what you do? You just, what you did was just silence them for a while. And when they get to school, all the energies that they were supposed to bring out at home, they exhibit it. That's why they become bully in school. So, actually, when you shut them down, you mess them up more than you do them good. So, what you need to do if you have a child that is like that is... Challenge, give them that something that will make them expand energy. I have, I used to have um, a lady in my church that had three boys. And two of those boys were very strong willed boys. You know what he did? She did. She used, after school, they would do the assignment. She would take them to the field and let them play ball. She would just sit there and read. So by the time they have expended all the energy and they are tired, once they get home, she will, they will have peace. She will have peace. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, um, thank you. But <laughs> I'm talking about children who are very direct. Like my son. Sometimes he embarrasses me. I think he's very choleric. He can just see you say, are you the only person here? Why are you sweating too much? Call somebody names. Your eye like this. Go to the doctor. Uh, but you see, it embarrasses you. Uh, but you can't change. You must know how to mentor all of those attitudes. You have to call him and talk to him. I'm not saying you shouldn't ask questions. See, the, the first place we miss, we miss it with our children is because we put them down. If you tell him he's embarrassing you, you will shut him down. And guess what? You, are you try to change his personality doing that and you mess him up in life. Because it's naturally a somebody that is very inquisitive and wants to know and wants to be, you know, talk freely. Son, I love you the way you are. And I know that you're a natural leader. I, my daughter used to be like that. Tayo used to be like that. Everywhere we went, everybody knew Tayo. There's nothing she would not say. You understand? And I, at, at first, we didn't understand all those things. But eventually, when I understood, now what you do, there are three things you do to raise a child. Number one, make sure that you listen to them. Okay? Number two, make sure you ask them questions to get them to think what you want them to think. Because then they know, they think they are the ones doing it. 
because you are leading them. And number three, always make sure they know that you trust them. You as a parent, if you shut them down and they get the feeling that you don't trust them, you can mess them up in life. So those three things are very important. Whoever, I don't, there's nobody that is completely bad and there's nobody that is completely good. Okay? You just need to talk to them. Talk to them. Listen. Three things. Listen. Ask questions and trust them. Praise the Lord. Any other question? Hello, good day, sir. Good afternoon, everybody. So I have a little problem here because actually when we're saying everything, I think the problem I got is that, especially in our own context, Nigeria, the case study, environment you find yourself determine the kind of person you be to an extent. So there are some persons that possess more than this choleric, phlegmatic, and more than two persons. So what happened to this kind of persons? Yeah, remember I said there are 33 areas. I only picked the temperament as one major one. You understand what I'm saying? The gifting is major. The metaprogramming I explained to you. So there are so many other things. And of course, culture is one of them. If you grew up in a culture like Nigeria where you have to struggle to do everything, if you find yourself in America, it will take you time to remove, process your mind to know that you don't have to rush for everything. You know, you can do things in order and it will still get to you. When I first came, that was one thing. The first two weeks, that was what made, made me sick. Because I was telling my, um, my host, I said, this country, they can make you lose your salvation. Because you pay in the money, you want to be in the spirit. Once you get out and you drive for five minutes, you'll be out of the spirit quick. Because <laughs> somebody is going to cut in front of you and Okada man will come from here and come from here and you start cussing and all that. Thank God for the grace that God has for Nigeria. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody will be candidates of hell. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? So culture is, culture like you said, is a part of it. But you know, one thing is and that is why you have to understand your call. Because the call that you have in Nigeria, based on struggling, is not the same you handle it in America. Because if you wait, it will get to your tongue. You know? And I think more of the reason why we struggle in Nigeria is because the people are there, they're not thinking about you. Everybody's thinking about themselves. It's just about me, 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 me. That's one thing I've seen. You know? And that is why, even, let me talk to you, frankly. That is why we need to change. You know, we need to, just like he said, we need to be change agents. It makes me sick. Everything I've seen in Nigeria, I must confess to you, makes me sick. Because the only successful industry in Nigeria is the political industry. And they are living in affluence, and so many people are suffering. It pains me. If you become a citizen of America, you know the way I'm here today, okay? If heaven were to be falling, America can fly a plane to rescue me here. Just because I'm an American citizen, can Nigeria do that for you? So when they, are, when they are swearing us in as citizens, I mean, when I was being sworn in, I, 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 I cried for Nigeria. And I said, this country, I will die for you. Because they will tell you that you have every right that every Native American has, aside from being the president in this country. Nobody can tell you otherwise. And they show you all kinds of films that makes you qualify to be called an American. And when you do that and you lift up your hands and you just read the pledge, you say, ah, this is a country. So, we are younger generation. Let me tell you, what I'm teaching you today will have more impact in you than the older ones. I told you. 
I said the leadership I teach to grown folks, I teach them because I want to have money. I want to get money. But the ones I teach to young, because I told him, I said, I have a passion for youth. I believe in the youth because they can still change. The old people, you can't teach them. You can't teach an old dog a new trait. We teach them, they listen. After all, they all come to America. There are so many of them that have trained in America. They will come to America, we will train them. What do they do when they get here? I will tell you, two years ago, some leaders in Nigeria came and I to do training. Two of them didn't come to the place. They were busy with Esther code that they need. And I called them. I said, you trained for this. They wanted me to give them certificates. And I said, no, it's not going to happen. You didn't come for the training. And they said, one of them said, is it you that is going to be teaching me how to win election? Is that all we are talking about? When you hear such things, it makes you so sick. You understand? So, please, 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 please. For Nigeria to change, it's not a big thing that a few people do. Listen to me. It's not the big things that a few people do. It's the little things that more people do. If everybody can start in this room, five people from a state, and you just make up your mind that our leadership will be a leadership, a leadership for the people, by the people, for the people, accountable to the people. It makes a whole lot of difference. You know? And let me tell you, before you can effect anything, you must be successful with yourself. The only reason why people will listen to you is because you are successful. If you are not successful, nobody is ready to listen to you. So the first thing to do is for you all to be successful. See, I don't believe it or not, when you are successful, you have an sphere of influence on people. Praise the Lord. Let's pray for these people. I don't know what is going to happen. I'm not a revolutionary. And I'm not, you know, but I'm not a politician. But I think our old people, they must kill them and let them go. I'm sure you have learned wisdom keys that will make you live above struggles and pressure of life and to stop running another man's race. For personal or group coaching session, visit our website today at www.kingsillcoachingacademy.org. You may also call 0703-971-4664 or 090-9050072 or 0909-055-0073. Follow us on Twitter at KingsHillCA. On Facebook, just type in Kings Hill Coaching Academy.